0: Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult, I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, you'll discover what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 45 Memories of yesterday's emotional storm still stayed with me, and they were the topic I wanted to discuss with Em, whether she wanted to talk about it or not. Well, I'd soon find out. I arrived at the coffee shop early. I found a table by the window. I sat and waited for Em. She came five minutes later. I joined Em in the coffee line. Em and I took our coffees and returned to our table. I asked Em about her trip to New York, and she said, Tell me what's going on. Well, that was all I needed. And I started. I'm stuck, Em. The storm had swept through yesterday. It's holding on. I thought it left. But it keeps moving. It keeps coming back. It keeps swirling around me. It doesn't want to move. Em smiled compassionately at me. Don't try to think things through, right? Talk about suffering as you experience it. Let's see where it takes you. Let's just keep everything simple. You just want me to talk and not think? Keep it simple, Ray. Let the words roll out of your mouth without you trying to make sense of what you're saying. Let's see what happens. I'll give it a try, Em. I suffer. I am no longer who I was. I feel it at a deep level. I see it in my behavior. I don't know where suffering is leading me. I feel as if I'm caught in a tornado and don't know where it will toss me or if I'll survive. When the reality of suffering hit, it knocked me down. I did what I always did when faced with a crisis. I toughened up. I faced the challenge. I always did it this way. I knew I'd conquer it. It worked before. I knew it would work this time. It didn't and it hasn't. I am clueless. I didn't account for a shattered heart. My tears tore away my toughness. I thought if I took the right prescription, followed the doctor's advice, in my case, grief counselors, my suffering would end. I can't count the number of times I heard from well-intentioned people that say things like, Time heals, Ray. You'll get through it. They'll give me a hug, a pat on the back, and a wave. I'd smile back. But I wanted to scream, meet me where I am, not where you think I am, or where you think I'm supposed to be. Listen to me. Hear the anguish in my voice. See the pain in my questioning eyes that wonder if you want to listen to me again. Understand my fears about tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after that day. Instead of screaming, I kept my thoughts to myself and listened as they told me my open wounds would close. Their words were gibberish. They said things like, you'll have a scar you will soon forget. Your suffering will end, and you will hold on to only good memories of babe. Maybe that's true, but it hasn't happened. I became aware of being self-absorbed. I was in a universe of one. I am in the house of suffering, the shades drawn, and I have no clue if it is night or day, rainy or sunny outside of the house of suffering. It's a fight every day just to survive. M sat quietly, watching and waiting. I became impatient for her to respond. Well, Em, when are you going to say something? You're just staring at me. Em turned away from me and turned her attention to the window. I looked out the window to find what she was trying to see. All I saw was the blue sky losing its fight to the clouds. Em turned her attention back to me. We're finally going to get a cold front. It will feel more like Christmas, at least for a few days before it warms up. The thought of a cold front and clouds and the expected showers triggered a memory of my visit to New York. I had no idea where Em was going with this train of thought she continued. When Nathan and I were in New York, we went to Central Park for a walk. We got halfway around the park when a cold rain started. The trees without their leaves provided little cover since a brisk cold wind accompanied the rain. We did the only thing we could do, keep on walking. Our hair and clothes soon became soaked. I felt the chill from the cold rain. Goosebumps covered every bit of my arms. I was shivering. We kept on walking. We walked another hundred yards when Nathan removed his rain covered glasses and started laughing. I joined in. We looked ridiculous. At that moment, I thought of you. What we were experiencing is your life since Barb died. I can only say it was a moment of grace. My heart filled with gratitude for the rain. I didn't have a clue what Em was trying to tell me. And I told her so. Em, I don't understand a word you're saying, except you got wet while walking back to your hotel. Em paid no attention to me. She continued, My inner voice was telling me the rain is symbolic of healing. I stopped walking and lifted my eyes to the gray, rainy sky. I grabbed hold of Nathan's arm and thanked God for the rain. Nathan asked me why I stopped and thanked God for the rain. Nathan said he thought I could thank God as easily when we were out of the rain. I told him the rain was symbolic of washing suffering away. I knew I had something to share with you. I no longer minded being cold and wet. I walked on in the rain comfortable with it, comfortable with the chill, comfortable in my wet clothes, comfortable with my hair wet. The rain ended nearly as quickly as it started, about three blocks from the hotel. Help me to understand what you're saying, Em. You lost me somewhere in Central Park, Em continued. My walking in the rain symbolizes the desire to heal, and become comfortable with my suffering. My suffering, like the rain, continued as I walked until I learned to become friends with the rain and my suffering. When I became friends with my suffering, the rain stopped. My hair and clothes are still wet. My white clothes and hair told me my new friend's suffering remains with me as I continued my walk. I continued to walk back to the hotel. I had suffering. It did not have me. Later, when I wrote in my gratitude journal, I express gratitude to a loving God for my new friend and what my new friend taught me. I am grateful for the rain, grateful to God for the lessons learned. I see gratitude and suffering as light and darkness. They are an integral part of me. I was silent for a moment and I just looked at him. And I finally said, that is a deep and profound insight. Thank you for being patient with me and sharing it with me. It helps me to think beyond myself and of the human experience. Eventually, great suffering happens to everyone. We can't avoid it. It may not be in a loss as I experience it. It may be different. But now I know it happens. I would not have come to this understanding without suffering. It's giving me a deep sense of compassion for all my brothers and sisters. My emotional storm receded into the distance. A glimmer of a rainbow appeared on the horizon. M laughed at me. You are ready to learn, Ray. It's the way life works. When we're ready to learn, something happens to teach us a lesson. It might be an event, it might be a person. We know with certainty the moment it arrives with its lesson. I began to see how suffering connects to gratitude and how I needed to find meaning within my suffering and become grateful for what suffering was teaching me. I vowed in that moment to learn to dance with suffering I was not going to allow suffering to have the last word with me. M interrupted my reflection. If you dwell on the unfairness of life and suffering, Ray, you will not heal, and you will not have any semblance of a meaningful life. What if you never met Barb? Instead, what if broken relationships marked your life? What if you died at a young age and left Barb alone with the five girls? What if Barb died at a young age and left you alone with the five girls? I knew where M was leading me. I resisted walking with her on this path, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. She kept looking at me and waiting for an answer. I can't imagine life without her, Em. I don't know what I would have done had she left me alone with the five young girls. It's something to think about. I've got a meeting, Ray. Ciao. She smiled, squeezed my hand, and left the coffee shop. I sat at the table, sipped my coffee, and thought about Em's questions. They are hard questions because they asked me to be grateful for what was and for what is instead of feeling sorry for myself. Slowly, I began to see how Babe taught me how to move out of my ego centered world and teach me life was more than a career and achievements. I would learn none of these lessons without her. I was grateful for our time together. I was grateful we raised five strong, independent, loving women. They model their mom in many ways. That's for sure. I closed my eyes and visualized Babe. I saw her smiling at me. Her eyes filled with love. Her sparkling smile was on her face. I stayed in the moment until Babe faded slowly away. I opened my eyes, reached over to my backpack and pulled out my laptop. It was time to journal. We are all connected. M's trip to New York had a connection for me. We both didn't realize it would happen. When she walked in the rain, she saw the rain as a gift it was. It was a metaphor telling her about suffering and she shared it with me and it opened my eyes you'll get through this i have and you'll be surprised how the healing takes place in you slowly without you knowing it slowly without you feeling it and one day you will say it feels so good to feel so good again if you like this podcast please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes You can also check out my blog, looking on the bright side at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, at gmail.com. Have a great day, stay strong, and never quit, never give up.